0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello and welcome to Perek Chapter 120. This parak is dedicated as a schos for a shirach, for somebody who would like to remain anonymous. As long as Hashem knows who they are, I think we're, we're all covered. So let's start. Perek is the first of the 15 Prakim that start with Shir Hamalos. These 15 Prakim of Shir Hamalos were sang on the steps of the Beis HaMikdash by the Leviim. And it's interesting to note that, you know, this parak Kofchaf, starts off the Prakim, the Songs of Ascent. And the message that's embedded in it is the idea of Shmiras Salason. In this Perek, David is showing us, you know, he's really speaking to one of his highest values and he's saying that the effects of speaking negatively about other people are so harmful and far-reaching and it's just not worth it. And he knows this because he lived this. His life was living in the shadow of other people's rumors and bad information that they were sharing about him and they were trying to get him killed and get him off the throne and this was something that he was surrounded by you know they say that our pain is the breadcrumbs to our highest values so this was David's challenge. David's challenge was that people were speaking bad about him they were talking about his chet with Batsheva that we know was really just a mistake Chazal say it wasn't really a sin but people saw it for what they saw it and they They said things that weren't true, and things got around, and and he was in trouble. People wanted his life. So he lived on the run, and this was all because of the harmful speech that went on. So he knows how harmful speech is when it's used in the wrong way, and he's telling us here what a tzara he went through with all the slush and hara, and how Hashem should protect all of us, and we should all be able to strengthen ourselves to be more careful with our speech. In one of our previous classes, I spoke about this topic. It was in, I think it was la Dalid, And the class was called one, two, three, 2 3 Zip It, if you want to go check it out there. And we learned in that parak two great ideas, two ways of making sure that we're, you know, able to be more careful with what we say, two very practical tools that might be new to you, that will probably be something you never heard of before, And here in this parak, after we finish it, I'd like to give you two more. I'd like to review those because they were great. And I want to give you two more very valuable ideas to use in your life when it comes to trying to be more careful with our speech. Now, why is it so important to be, again, you know, I'm bringing in this parak now and again highlighting the idea of Shmiras HaLashon. Well, Chazal tells us, Lashon Hara is equal to the averos that are yehareg va'al yavar, the averos that we are supposed to rather get ourselves killed than doing those averos, which are idol worship, adultery, and murder. So this is a very big statement, and there are reasons given why Lashon Hara is so damaging and that it's equal to these averos. We don't have time for that right now. But, you know, I'm really happy that I have this opportunity to strengthen it really myself, in, in being able to learn about Lashon Hara and delve into this parak and also delve into the Archos Sadiqim who has a shara, a whole chapter called Shara Lashon Hara, by doing all that, I'm strengthening myself, because it's definitely an area that I need to work on. And um, so I thank all of you for being an audience, for providing me with the motivation to get into it and learn about it, and learn about the consequences of it, and try to figure out ways to get around it so that we could be speaking nicely about each other. So let's look in Perek Kovchaf Pasuk Shir HaMalos El Hashem Karasi A song of ascent. in my distress I called to Hashem and He answered me. So notice it doesn't say Batzarli, it says Batsarasali And the stuff and the Hay at the end are there to emphasize the greatness of the Tsar and he's saying it wasn't just a regular pain it was a it's a great pain and what pain is he referring to here he's referring specifically to the pain of the slander that is surrounding him and the deceitful words that people are saying about him and you know we actually just learned recently i taught you about achitofel his confidant his his friend his confidant the one who he looked up to You know, ultimately turned around and betrayed David and tried to get him killed. So, David really lived with a lot of this deceit and betrayal and harsh words. So, he's talking here about that type of tzara that he has been going through his entire life. And when we say this, Perek, we're supposed to have in mind the years of suffering that the persecution that the Jews went through, that we went through as a nation. And the greatest of that suffering, really, was when people made up stories about us. We were accused of causing the Black Plague. We were accused of so many things. There were libels against us. And the Jews went through a tremendous amount of suffering because of all of that and Harah. Pasuk Bez, Hashem, nafshi Hashem, save me from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. So here he's saying here, save me from all these people around me who are trying to speak negatively about me. And also save my soul, nafshi, save me from the negative consequences of Lashon Hara. I myself need help with this, in this area. What is, what, 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 how are you going to profit? What are you going to gain from speaking deceitfully? So the Talmud tells us that Hashem says to the tongue, tongue, I gave you two barriers. I enclosed you within two gates. I gave you a gate made out of hard bone, which is our teeth. And I put a barrier in front of you that's made out of flesh, which is our lips. And nevertheless, we know that our tongue breaks through these barriers and speaks negatively and creates a lot of damage and harm. So David is saying here, Tongue, what else can we give you? You already have two solid barriers that are supposed to protect you from speaking negatively about others. What else can we add in order to finally be able to keep you in check? And the Midrash Shoch explains that these words are referring to the fact that Hashem says to the tongue, listen, a thief steals because he needs to eat, right? It's, it's a bad thing to do, but he has a need for it. An adulterer does what he does to satisfy a physical drive. But you tongue, what's the point? How are you benefiting, how are you profiting from speaking badly about others? So here, the Lashen Har that we speak, and hopefully we don't speak, is being compared to arrows. Sharp arrows of the mighty warrior. And Gachalei Ressamim, coals, that are made out of a certain type of wood. So why specifically, let's start with the arrows. Why is Lashon compared to arrows and not any other weapon, like a sword, for example? And the answer is, because an arrow has this ability to strike a person from a very far distance. And so too, somebody could say Lashon you know, in one part of the world, and it could affect somebody in a totally different part of the world. Another reason for the comparison here is because somebody who, let's say, extends their sword to hurt somebody, if the victim cries out and says, no, please don't hurt me, please don't kill me, right? The person holding the sword could then retract it and say, okay, forget it, I changed my mind. But when somebody shoots an arrow, there is no changing their mind. That arrow is going where it's going no matter what, and there's no stopping it. There's no taking it back. And the same goes for Lashon Hara. When we say something about a person, it just it can never be taken back, and I think we've all been through one experience in our life at least where we said something by mistake to someone or something got back to someone you, you know something that shouldn't have gotten back to them that we said about them, and it creates damage and and you know what people could forgive words, but it's it's very difficult to forget, and we see this as being a big problem, especially. We could really see it clearly when it comes to technology. My daughter, when I was telling her the, you know, about this class, she said, Mommy, you don't know, it was crazy. One summer in camp, um, the girls were, you know, one girl had a device or something, and she was, she was um, by mistake, she was talking about another girl, and she didn't realize that it was being recorded, and somehow the bad things that she said about this other girl got sent to the girl. And the girl heard these, all these girls laughing about her and saying Lash her about her and you know there's no question that even if she's able to forgive it's this these words are going to be imprinted she'll never be able to forget she will go to the grave remembering these words that were said about her so we have to be careful and and another person once told me she was saying you know by mistake she was complaining about a friend of hers to another friend and of course the text message where she said that that friend is annoying or whatever ended up going to the wrong person. It got back to the person that she was talking about. And also, you know, you can't take it back. That friendship was never, ever the same. So we have to realize our words are like arrows. (laughs) Gachale Risamim are coals made out of a certain type of wood that gets, the coals get very, 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 very hot and they stay very hot for a long time. But even when the outside gets cool and they look like they're totally safe to touch, the inside is still burning, burning hot. And this is compared to lashon hara because very often we have somebody that we feel comfortable confiding in. They confide in us, we confide in them. We feel a kinship, and we feel like this person is safe to talk to. And then, you know, that person could go and 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 you know, and not meaning harm, they could end up repeating whatever you told them, to somebody else. So we have to realize that Lashon Hara has this quality in it, that a person could really mean well, and they could want to be there for you, and they could want to be private, and they could want to be careful with what they say, but it's all too easy to just walk away and slip up and tell somebody else and create a situation where you're not really trustworthy anymore. Pasuk O Yali Kigarti Meshach Shachanti Kedar. So he's saying he's bemoaning here, I oh yali, I that I have to live with these type of people around me. He you know, the, the, all these people who are slandering and, and seeing things negatively and making up negative things. He's saying I would prefer to live in Ahle Kedar. Even I wanna I'd rather live in the tents with the better winds in the wilderness. He's saying even though I would be alone there and I would be like separate from society, I would still prefer to live in nowheresville than to have to live amongst people like this. Chazal tell us, asur Bishkunasam. Mm-hmm. It's asur for us to live in the same neighborhood as people who speak l'shenhara. kol So from here we should learn that even more so, we have to be so careful about not, Mingling with them and you know listening to their words and being in close contact with them. Pasuk vav, Rabbah shachna la nafshi im shalom. Too long have I dwelt with those who hate peace. So he's saying here, like he's the king, right? He this is where he's living, but he's really bemoaning the fact that he has to live with people who don't, who, who are argumentative and negative, and not peaceful and not willing to see the truth. And the message for all of us here is clear. Stay away from people who are not willing to see the truth. People who are looking to start up fights and speak negatively about people. Don't think that it's your job to cure them and to heal them and to show them the light. Just, he's saying, too long have I dwelt with these people. I should be in the wilderness all by myself. Stay away from these type of people. Now, why should we stay away from these types of people? because david tells us in passage Zion I am a man of peace but when I speak peace they come and incite war against me even more so he's saying stay away from difficult people who are looking to, you know for the negative who are looking to distort reality distort the truth because the more with those people the more you give them the truth the more they're going to fight you on it They're never going to see things the way they are, so that you just can't win with them. Dr. David Lieberman, I heard one of his speeches, he said, you know, that how do you understand what's a healthy person versus an unhealthy person? How do you define a healthy person? And he said that the, the way we define healthy versus unhealthy is that a healthy person is in touch with reality. The more in touch you are with reality and you see things for what they are, The healthier you are as a person, and vice versa, the less you are, the less in touch with reality you are, the less healthy you are. So we're talking here about unhealthy people who are heimah lemelchama. They just want to make war. They just want to argue. They're not, you know, they're not people of peace who want to see the truth. So with these people, you really can't win, and it's just it's better to just walk away from it. So here, David in this parak is telling us how harmful Lashonara has proven to be in his personal life, he saw firsthand the damage that it created. It's like when you go through something difficult, and you you, you suffer through it, and then when you come out the other end, Um, Or even, you know, while you're in it, you just feel so passionate about that topic. You want to educate the world about it. It becomes your highest value because you lived it. So here David is saying, I lived the pain of negative words. And I want to impart this lesson to all of you and that we should all guard our mouths. And stay away from people who don't. So the last time we spoke about this in Parak Lama Dalid, we gave two ideas. Let's just review what those ideas were. Number one, we said the concept of a machzom lefi, like finding an hour in the day that you're not going to speak Lashon Hara. If that doesn't speak to you, another idea similar to that, but like a little different, is instead of picking an hour of the day, to maybe pick a person to focus on. Let's say you you always saying Lashon Hara about a specific person. Take that person and blacklist them. Say, that person, I cannot speak about them at all. And this way, it will be more manageable. It's not like, oh, I have to, you know, it's such a huge thing, Lashon Hara. Every word I say, I have to be so careful about and it becomes overwhelming and we're just like, forget it. You know, I have too many other things to work on. I can't think about this. It's too much. Instead, You have that one person that you know, that's your challenge with that person. And, you know, it's much more manageable to stop talking about them. And from there, you could expand it to other people as well, obviously. Another idea that I gave was that before you go into a social event or somewhere where you're going to see other people, you could set yourself an intention and tell yourself, That I'm not going to speak about people. And every time I speak about a person at this event that I'm going into, at this Shabbos meal, at this Simcha, I'm going to count. So let's say I start talking about a friend of mine at the table. In my head I go, one. And then I say something about my mother-in-law and I go, two. and Right? And why does this work? It works because it creates mindfulness. Just the act of keeping count helps you to keep track of the things that come out of your mouth. That's like, and I gave a muscle. I said, let's say you're sitting and you're eating a bag of potato chips. Imagine if you would count every potato chip that went into your mouth. I would hope that by my 75th potato chip, I would say, okay, it's enough, right? I would hope way before then. But the point is that just by counting, we create the mindfulness that helps us to zone in on what we wanna stop doing. Now I wanna give you two more ideas that you could take into this area of your life to help you because it's a difficult topic, it's a very challenging one, and if we really wanna be people who are careful with our speech, it requires deliberate effort and focus. And unless we make it a priority and we set it as an intention of something that we really wanna work on, then it's not gonna happen. So here's two more ideas. The first idea is an insight that I got from reading the Archos Tzadikim in the Sha'ar Lashon Hara. It says, ma'od Be very careful not to speak Lashon Hara. Because when you do speak negatively of others, you're really just embarrassing yourself. Why? Ki because anything that you're going to find negative in somebody else is really something that's just lying inside of you. Because a a mom, a blemish that a person has, it's sitting in him. He knows about it. It's inside of him. And because it's inside of him, Because it's in him, so it's something that he's going to speak about, something that he's going to notice. Now, a good way to understand this is to illustrate this concept is with the mushal of a person, let's say, who has a poppy seed stuck in their teeth. And they're going over to the mirror and they're smiling in the mirror and they're like, hey, wait a second, look at the person in the mirror. That person has a poppy seed in her tooth. Now, of course, if you want to stop seeing that poppy seed, then you would need to recognize that it's not the person in the mirror who has the poppy seed. It's you who has the poppy seed stuck in your tooth. If you want to get the poppy seed out of the mirror, you have to take it off of your own tooth. But we don't realize this. We say negative things about other people thinking it's them. You know, so it's like, what happens if you try to get the poppy seed off of the person who's, you know, and you're you're rubbing on the mirror? The only thing you're going to get when you're trying to take the poppy seed out of the person in the mirror's teeth is fingerprints on your new mirror. So, you know, it's not actually going to help. So the only way to stop seeing negative things in other people is to remove the negativity from ourselves. And I saw, I was reading on Chavez an article um, that also like really highlights this point. It was talking about people who who don't have self love, and it was saying that people who don't have self love, then they don't anything that anybody else does for them. They don't they don't even notice any good things that people are doing for them, and whatever good things people are doing, even if they do notice, they'll distort it and they'll see it as like, oh, she's doing it for an ulterior motive. It's not because she loves me. Right? They'll change it around. Now, why is this? It's it's because they don't have the self-love in them. They're not familiar with it. That self-love is not in their heart. It's not in them. So they don't even know what it looks like. So when somebody shows it to them, it's as if it's not even there. How sad is that? And it's the other, also the other way around. You know, when you look at someone who does have self-love, they're constantly... Being down the seeing the good in others, seeing the loving acts of others, being positive, um, being able to feel that love all around them. So that goes along with this concept very well. So once we really get in touch with this truth, that whatever negative thing we're seeing in others is really something that we're seeing in them because it's in us, it becomes a little harder to say Lashan Hara. Like, let's stay aligned with this truth. And here's a tool to really help you do that. So before you want to say something negative about someone, stop and ask yourself this question. Ask yourself, where in my life do I display this negative trait that I'm seeing in the other person? So for example, if somebody was acting snobby and they're leaving people out, before you talk bad about them or think bad about them even and even just judge them in your mind, Ask yourself, where in my life do I leave people out, right? What about, you know, let's say somebody who you want to talk about them because you're so annoyed because they keep talking. Whenever you're talking to them, they just talk about themselves nonstop, and, and they don't stop, and they don't realize that you're not interested, and they just keep on going. So let's say you want to say less about them. So you would ask yourself, where in my life do I do something like that? Now, you might say, what are you talking about? I don't talk a lot. It's so not like me. I don't have that trait at all. So you would really have to ask yourself, where in my life do I do the essence of what that person's doing? What's the essence of talking on and on and not right? The essence is that I'm not caring about the other person. I'm not taking social cues. I'm only wrapped up in myself. So you would say, where in my life am I also wrapped up in myself? Where do I just like not consider other people's feelings or not take social cues. A person might say, what are you talking about? My closet is totally neat. I am the neatest person in the world, but my husband is totally messy and and disorganized and his closet is flying. And you know, so how could you say that if I'm noticing that he's a mess, that I'm also a mess? And what I would answer to that is that it doesn't have to be that you're messy in the same way that he's messy. We're told that Every mida that a person sees in the world every mida that there is in the world exists all the midos exists within all of us so somewhere in your life you also have the mida of disorganization and messiness it may not be with your clothing maybe it's in your mind that your schedule is confused in your head and that you forget things or maybe in your spiritual world you're somehow disorganized we could always find a place where we also exhibit that same mida so ask stopping and asking yourself where do i display this mida is really has a double benefit because not only does it help us stay away from judging and speaking negatively about others but it also provides us with a lot of insight into ourselves and it makes us more self aware and from there, we could actually work on that trait or that me that we're noticing in others. We can work on it in ourselves. So, you know, we're channeling, it's an amazing thing to do because you're channeling the taiva to say Lashon the desire to speak negatively about someone else. You're channeling it in a positive way to work to help yourself work on yourself. How amazing is that? Okay, that was the first idea. The second new idea I wanted to teach you was that. I read, I just read this in the Arch A person who's Makabel, who accepts the Lashon Hara, who's listening to the Lashonara and accepting it, it, gets punished even more than the person who's saying it. Now, I'm no saint in this area, and I remember speaking to someone on the phone, and I was venting about something, you know, about a person. I was venting about somebody and I could have justified it in my head. It's little I have to say, I have to vent about this because whatever, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, this person was not having it. The person that I was on the phone with was right away. I saw, I started talking about whoever I was talking about and the person on the phone got very quiet. They just kind of like stopped showing any like interest or enthusiasm in the conversation and they just got indifferent. And quiet, and I learned a very big lesson from there. And I learned that you know not always can we say to somebody, "Stop talking, Lushinara! I don't want to hear it." You know, sometimes we just feel like it's disrespectful, and we don't want to hurt the other person's feelings, and we're kind of stuck. But what we could always do is just get indifferent. Stop saying "Ooh, ah!" Right? Don't add fuel to the fire. Just kind of get quiet, and. Very subtly hint to the person that you are not available for this type of conversation. And then gently lead the conversation in a different direction. I found this to be a very useful tool. So we have two new ideas. We said, number one, recognize that whatever blemish you're noticing in others is in yourself. And ask yourself before you want to speak Lashonara, say, where in my life am I doing this same thing? Maybe in a totally different form. But where do I have this Mita as well? And the second idea is to recognize that being macabre Lashon Hara is potentially even worse than saying Lashon Hara and to get quiet and indifferent and subtly hint to the person that you're not interested and you're not being macabre, whatever they're saying. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I hope you have a great day.